silver running for me that's not enough of a meditation it's meditative. Mm-hmm. I actually know. I know you. All of you runners always say that. It's always the it's runners our, that say that. Nobody else theme. that does physical. Nobody's like, I'm a swimmer. That's my meditation. Or like, <laughs> I'm a. Be. It's not. I'm all. It's always the runners that really running fight is me. So like, zen. Running is my meditation. <laughs> there's a certain. Um, there's a certain host of things that happen to your body when you meditate. Yeah. In a very restorative, rejuvenative way, mm-hmm. that come with being still. So in my community, uh, growing up, uh, growing up in South Central Los Angeles, and then uh, as I got older, in and out of shelters, being someone who feels like I really connect to the struggles of the black community growing up, that was never taught mm-hmm. in any of our spaces. Mm-hmm. Meditation, yoga, anything wellness, yeah. holistic, no, like none of that, right? It was just um, figure it out. Like that was what we were yeah. taught. Figure it out. Like survival. Yeah, what are you crying for? What are you complaining yeah. for? Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, and that was it. That was what we were handed in in our mm-hmm. community and so when you talk about rewinding back i always wonder what are some ways that we can now get this message into those spaces where yeah. i feel like it's still not very strong in those communities that yeah. messaging about meditation about kind of slowing it down taking care of your mental mm-hmm. health and such um, so what are some ways that you think we could like get back there mm-hmm. for those um, yeah. young people that are still in I think it. it's important that there are a lot of different voices teaching this yeah. and to make sure that it's being taught in a way that is accessible. Mm-hmm. So if, if, it's, if you're hearing, you know, if a bunch of kids are hearing from someone that doesn't look like them, sound like them, or seem to have any sort of reference point for their life, yeah that's likely not going to resonate, <laughs> right? right? Like, yeah. that's likely not going to be the thing that's like, oh, that was inspiring. Like, yeah. I could do that. That's, you know, that's why we've never really um, viewed politics. You like, don't out take of that seriously. Community. It's like, that's right. not for us. Like, we don't see ourselves me. there. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's really important. You know, I pay attention as a teacher a lot of the time to, and I did especially with this book, to the voice that I am writing in or speaking in. And, and I really, like, I really tried to check my... I really tried to check my privilege when I was writing this book because it's easy when, when you're taught that the world is for you, that anything is possible, that if you can think it, you can become it. And while I think that's true for everyone, that feels way more true for, for certain people. That's good. And, and I really tried to acknowledge that in this book. It's a real privilege to be able to sit and meditate, to be able to sit and ponder your existence. <laughs> right. And who am I and what do I want and why am I here? That's a privilege because it means that there's enough mental bandwidth available that's not being spent on figuring out where your meal is coming from and where you're going to live. And when you're in stress, whether that's like PTSD or literally like unsure of what the basic needs that you have as a human, how they're going to be met, you don't have the mental bandwidth. To like surrender in. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. It, that's why it's always self-actualizing. Seemed, yeah. Is a is it a thing that not everyone us. has the privilege to enjoy. Yeah. And I think it's really important to to acknowledge that, 
Um, I also really pay attention to when I have the opportunity to influence who else is teaching, like at an event that I'm at, or mm -hmm. you know, I've had the ability to kind of staff a few different meditation studios. Yeah. I'm really conscious about making sure that there are voices that do not sound like mine, you know, faces that do not look like mine, so that there are opportunities for people of color to teach and share their version of spirituality and meditation. And yeah. Why I know that you keep it real about that, because that Patel conference that I spoke at, yeah. that was all you're doing. Oh, yeah. like, when they <laughs> called me, they were like, hey, I'm a friend of Megan's, and we really want you to speak at this thing. Yeah. So I, I know that that's not fluff. I recommend I, all the black people. Because <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you need more people of color in this space. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. My go-tos. A lot. <laughs> Thank you. Because, so I mean, I guess that answers the question yeah. about how do we rewind and help fix I think things it's, in yeah, I think it's when you have power in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know, the little bit of power that I sometimes have or the influence. I think it's important to make sure that you're being conscious about that. Yeah. And utilize it properly. And utilizing it. Um, yeah. And being conscious as, you know, certainly as like a teacher or a speaker, you know, to, to be conscious of wherever your individuated lens is like blending in in a way or, or finding its way and it's not being of service. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. Wow. Meditation tips. Meditation tips. Yeah. Just fucking do it. <laughs> Meditate. Tip number one, start meditating. <laughs> Just do it. Tip number one, start meditating. <laughs> but knowing... Tip number two, keep meditating. <laughs> knowing that it's not that easy for everybody, right? I Some know, people... Like with all the reasons that you just you just yeah. gave. No, I'll that give you make some it... real tips. Okay. Yeah. Not my bullshit tips. I'll give you <laughs> some right. real tips. Tip number one. Identify why you want to be meditating. People don't decide to start meditating because, including me, mm -hmm. everything's going really well. And I'm feeling really happy and fulfilled and financially abundant. And I'm just wondering how I can go even deeper into that. Okay. People meditate when things are falling apart, when they're unhappy, when they're angry, when they're, you know, depressed, when they're when they're looking for something. I think prayer works kind of similar. Yeah. Um, where uh, there's a saying that it, God doesn't cause bad things mm -hmm. to happen, but some people have said, maybe he let you go through that mm -hmm. so that you can be reminded. You grow through exactly, what you go through. Right? And so now you're going to yeah. have to pray more. You're right. going to have to like... You have to like show up. Exactly. Yeah. Be more present. Yeah. And, like, so identify why you're, why you're even interested in meditating. Mm -hmm. Or, and if you weren't, if you just saw this video and you were like, oh shoot, maybe I should do that, just take a minute and think about where in my life do I want to see a shift? Whether it's something physical, something emotional, something in my material world, yeah. and pay attention to that. Because I'm the first to acknowledge that most things feel more fun or more important than sitting and doing nothing, which is what meditation feels like right. until you start to like see the magic unfold in your life. In the yeah. beginning, it feels like sitting and doing nothing. I just have trouble with everything going on around me. Like sometimes if I'm trying to meditate in my living room and I, I hear um, a hum of the fridge all the way in the kitchen and I'm like, I'm about to go unplug the fridge because <laughs> it's driving me crazy. Yeah. So, and it doesn't even hum that loud, but when you start to just really mm -hmm. sit and chill and everything seems super enhanced. Witnessing your environment and witnessing your mind yeah. without getting involved is really hard in the beginning because yeah. we're so used to just replying to every thought we have, acknowledging every sound, judging every single thing, getting involved with how we feel about how every single moment is going. Yeah. And taking a step away from that can be uncomfortable in the beginning. 
there's a great there's a great line. I don't know who said it. Um, so it's me now. Um, that that goes something like, if you can't sit with yourself for 20 minutes mm-hmm. silently, what makes you think anyone else can? Yeah. Like if you can't handle your mind, if you can't hand like if you can't handle what's going on, mm-hmm. what makes you think anyone else wants to and sit with like you and all your thoughts? You. Yeah. There's incredible power with that. So yeah. so yeah, tip number one really acknowledge why you're doing it because okay. while it may feel uncomfortable in the beginning or just unnatural or or boring it's not you know it's not going to be the thing that that you really want to shift that will that will be sacrificed so if you really want to you know change your relationship with money yeah. and you want to do all these things in that area of your life that's going to feel more important than skipping meditation for sure you know yeah. Um, so that's a big one for me. And also let go, and this is, this is to speak to your, the point that you just made so beautifully, let go of what your actual meditation experience feels like. Yeah. Because I have people all the time that come out of class and they're like, oh, that was a good one. Or I'll work with a client and they'll say, oh, that was such a good one. I'm like, listen, they're all good. <laughs> right. That one was just more fun. Right. That one you heard like the ha-ha thing yeah. and you realized who you really are. And that one you like glimpsed God or that one you saw colors or... Yeah. Those are fun. You embrace all of those. Those are fun meditation moments, right? But those meditations are just as good as the one where all you hear are the humming of the lights. And you're having like homicidal thoughts about like whoever made this poor light. Yeah. Right? Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> that's that. People extreme. don't have that either. Yeah, no, that's know, a That's why I just like meditate for a living. <laughs> right. I have really terrible yeah. thoughts about leaf flowers. You need Listen. to meditate because <laughs> <laughs> you're on some next level stuff. <laughs> all right. But like let go of what the actual meditation feels like. Yeah. It's kind of like working out. When you have the day where like you feel like you could run for 20 miles, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. And then you have the day where you start working out and it's like you've never moved your body before. Both and of then, those are the same. Both yeah. of those are both of those count as workouts. You still worked out. One was just more fun. Yeah. One, the benefits one, are still going to show up. Somewhat though, because there's there's some where let's say you're running, you're doing that 20 miles, and you reach that runner's high, and you're like, oh man, this was great, right? And then there's times where I'll go out, and two, three miles in, I'm like, I'm not feeling this today, yeah, right? So like, do you have those same experiences with meditation, where it's like, one day you might be able to chill for mm-hmm. like 30 minutes, no problem. And another time, three minutes in, forget this. I, I got stuff to do. Because that happens to me. Yes, although I don't stop. Okay. Huh. Yes, and don't stop. Don't stop. Because you have to get comfortable resting in discomfort. Because your world yeah. is not always going to be like a string of days where, again, where everything is going the way you want it to go. Yeah. So you have to get comfortable witnessing the activity and creating a space between the stimulus in your mm-hmm. mind, the stimulus in your environment, and your response to it. And that's what you do every time you meditate. It's like doing a men- mini mental rep, yeah. and building this muscle of awareness to be able to notice where your mind is going, to be able to notice what your mind is telling you. Yeah. And this moment where you get to say, wow, that's interesting. This, that's is, good. this is how I'm feeling about this. Do I really want to engage with that feeling right now with that? Is this how I want to reply? You know, my default was, why is this happening to me? Of course, this is happening to me. Like super. So you can't ever say negative. that. Like that whole. Of course, it happened to me. Why right? wouldn't this happen the, to me? Exactly. It's like very victimy and self-deprecating, and yeah. You know that? What's that thing? It's called um, Newton's law or something yeah. like that. The one where it's like anything that can go wrong yeah. will or some. So when I was in high school. Uh, this was my freshman year in high school. It's a funny story. Uh, it was on a wall in a classroom, mm-hmm. and I wrote it all down on the front of my binder. I wrote all of his little oh laws. Yeah. And I got home, 
And I was doing my homework, and I left my binder on the table. And my mom, being this like very African mother, like, like all nope. about faith, she was about to whoop me <laughs> because I wrote down these principles because it totally goes against our yeah. faith and, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And she's re- everything that can go wrong will, and like this whole like awful negative list. And she's like literally like gesturing herself. Why did you write this on your binder, Kenny? And I was like, I didn't write. I copied it yeah. off the thing. Of course, I wasn't laughing at the time. I was scared. Right, like, right, she's right. going to whip yeah, me yeah. for somebody else's principles. Yeah. She's like, we don't live by this code in her, like, strong Nigerian accent. Yes. <laughs> and, like, yeah. so But that's a really that good goes example of, like, yeah. your set point. So, mm-hmm. like, when you were young, that was what your Already lens in my was. Mind. That was what your lens was conditioned with. Positivity. Like, I never really thought about just that moment of my mom like shifting me yeah. in that way that how much now I've carried that positivity it's moving huge. forward to know that she was about to whoop me for yeah. She's like, what are these glasses principle. you're wearing? These lenses, these <laughs> yeah. whack American Break lenses. Like, <laughs> Break these em. are not your glasses. <laughs> exactly. And we live by faith and, and yeah. positivity. And, and that's just always how she was. So your book, your message, your meditation, teachings, everything is to get people back on track there without the gesture of the backhand from a Nigeria mother. It's a spiritual backhand. Got it. <laughs> right. The nonviolent spiritual <laughs> loving. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So running for me, that's not enough of a meditation. It's meditative. Mm-hmm. I actually know. I know you. All of you runners always say that. It's always the it's runners our, that say that. It's Nobody our else theme. that does physical. Nobody's like, I'm a swimmer. That's my meditation. Or like, <laughs> I'm a. Be. It's not. I'm all. It's always the runners that really running find is me. So like, zen. Running is my meditation. <laughs> there's a certain. Um, there's a certain host of things that happen to your body when you meditate. Yeah. In a very restorative, rejuvenative way, mm-hmm. that come with being still. And while you are having to use your brain to move your legs and to breathe at a certain rate and to watch where you're going and to, you just, you can't have that. So I totally buy that running is, is meditative, very present moment. Um, but I would also say that there's value to be had in inviting in some stillness as well. That's probably the best response that I have heard. There you go. Yeah? That, yeah, because, yes, as Because you're still at a fairly high level of activity. Yeah. When you're running, when you're moving. Yeah. There's still a lot going on. We're controlling our breathing. There's still a lot going on. We're avoiding where we're going to step. We're worrying about this little pain or that little pain that's going on. There's Um, still a lot. You're not getting that much of a break. And I would say, if the idea of of sitting, you know, if you're like, running's meditation, sitting is too uncomfortable, you have to look at that. Yeah. And check in with why that is. Is it uncomfortable to sit with your thoughts and just notice them? Yeah. Is it uncomfortable to be physically still? Okay. I'm gonna. I've tried it a few times. Again, that fridge. I'm like, come on, I can't. <laughs> so I need to. That's um, the barrier. <laughs> the fridge hum. We can get over that. Right. We can get over There's that. There's always something. We can get over that. All right. So, I um, I like this. This was it was good because I, I do think a lot of people can benefit from yeah. it, including myself. I I definitely need to slow it down a bit. People ask me all the time when I'm out on my speaking tours and they're like, Ken, you see so much trauma. How do you 
deal with that mm -hmm. internally. And I'm like, oh, I just go run. But yeah. then now hearing your response, I'm like, that's, that's, that's not, not good enough. enough. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of other stuff. Your body also releases a lot of stored stress and stored emotional toxicity when you meditate yeah. because everything is allowed to just sort of settle. And, and I think that would be also really super helpful yeah. because you have to metabolize a lot of that. So you're you telling me. You to make sure that you are and not just like getting a car wash and making it look nice on the outside. You know? Yeah. So you're telling me that if I do this every day, mm -hmm. at some point I'm going to like reach this new heightened version of Ken? Yeah, 2.0. <laughs> yeah. 2.0. <laughs> it's like getting a software update on your yeah. phone. Okay. You know? It's fine. It's fine. The iPhone works. The computer works. I yeah. always like ignore that on my laptop when it's like upgraded. I'm like, remind me tomorrow. <laughs> right. right. Or like check again later. Oh, I always do that. But ultimately, you're fine. Your operating system is working. Mm -hmm. You plug it in every once in a while. It's working. But there There's are always upgrades. Version. There are always better operating systems yeah. that you can upgrade to. Your meditation class was actually the first meditation class that I ever went to. And... Um, I, I've, I'm one that never really meditated. Like I might chill, you know, I might just get, chill out. <laughs> I don't know that that is quite meditation. Yeah. Um, People ask me a lot, when was the first time you meditated prior to meditating? Yeah. And I think about when I was little and I used to ride horses, that felt very meditative. Mm -hmm. I think about when I was young and I used to sing and that felt very meditative. Like anytime that you have a, a sense of connection to something deeper, I think, or you have a moment where you take a step away from thinking about what might happen and thinking about what has happened and you're just so aligned with the present. Yeah. So I bet you you've had moments like that. Probably. You know? Yeah. Aside from like a formal like meditation. Like real meditation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh, we were outside at Wonderlust. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like everything just slowed down, mm -hmm. including the birds chirping, all of that. I was yeah. like, yo, she knows magic. <laughs> <laughs> I crazy. paid extra for the birds. Just like, now let's be <laughs> right. fair. Let's be transparent with that. Right. That was a track, no. <laughs> um, it's but a so, cool feeling, though, yeah. when you come into your moment. Because we spend so little time in our present moment, which mm -hmm. is why days go by so fast. Yeah. You know, when you're the person that's like, oh, it just flew by because you probably weren't actually in your time. Yeah. You know, when you're actually in your moment, a moment is a long time. Doing plank for 60 seconds? Yeah. 60 seconds becomes long. a long minute. Yes. <laughs> you know, and when you're just kind of in your mind, thinking about the future, thinking about the past, a minute goes by like that because you're not actually in your minute. Yeah, this was good. I, good. I really think that people can benefit from it. Um, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks <laughs> cool. for having me. No problem. We always end with a hug. Oh, so, obviously. Yes, bring it. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure that you guys, you go out, you go hug as many people as possible. Even if it's just one person that you hug today, it could change your life and theirs. That's the cool thing about hugging is that you can't give a hug without receiving a hug. So uh, if you think that it's difficult to do, then make it easy on yourself. Go to the Free Hugs Project website. Go pick up one of the Free Hug shirts and... Wear that around town, wear it to school, wear it to work. I guarantee you're going to get some hugs or at the very least, you'll get some people that are going to smile at you. It's a great conversation starter and it supports the work that we do here. So thank you.